Support for this podcast comes from American Express, who is proud to be backing 100 Black women entrepreneurs, like Ree Scott, who founded a boxing community for women. Boxing helps women and girls to build their confidence. Or Taylor Long, who founded a clothing brand for all. Everyone should have access to the same style of clothing, no matter their size. 100 Black women entrepreneurs. 100% backing of American Express business. Meet the 100 at AmericanExpress.com slash 100 for 100. Oh, man. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Jones, host of the Classic Black Dude podcast. Clark Jones, a.k.a. Posh Strickland. We are back, man. We've been on a roll. Oh, man. We just uh, had Dwayne Perkins recently. I don't know. It doesn't matter what order this goes in. We was at the... Uh, Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Thanks again to Union Hall for hosting and welcoming us to that. And uh, we here with another. We back in the kitchen with a whole new episode. Got some. Got some of my favorite people we have on the show. A lot of people ask, "Is classic black dude about just having black dudes on the show? Is it about just uh, going off on black dudes?" I'm the classic black dude. That's why the show is called Classic Black Dude because I'm him. I'm this bridge between many different worlds, going to a historically black college, Morehouse, just to be specific. Um, growing up on the south side of Chicago, been in stand-up comedy over 10 years. I'm like I'm, I'm like young OG. I'm OG-ish, because I've seen a lot, right? And I love to have guests and talk about current events and uh, really get into what the black experience is like. And my guests get to talk to, I'm just a vessel, so anybody who comes on the show, no matter what race, gender, sexual preference, color, black, white, polka dot, people always stop with real colors after white. They never go black, white, yellow, brown. Then they start going purple. And I'm just like, that's not that's not real. Like you don't have to jump or they just go black, white, uh, striped, whatever. But I welcome a diverse uh, order of, of guests that come on the show. You get to talk directly to all the listeners. A lot of them are black dudes or a lot of them are supportive on a lot of things that's happening in the lives of being a black dude. We're very specific, right? Um, Oscar's so Korean. I live in K-Town, so it was fantastic. K-Town was popping on the night of the Oscars. Parasite swept, best director, best original, adapted screenplay, and uh, best movie, best picture. Dwayne Wade Sunzai, this has been big, and we really got to talk to uh, all the male, black male listeners out there. If it's men of other races, you should definitely listen to, but... Brothers, we got to decide what we're going to be, man. Are we homophobic? Are we protective of just black people and not black women? Like, what is our response to a lot of things that's happening? Are we protective protective of our young men regardless of their sexual preference? Does that matter? If they like this or if they like that, do we pick and choose who we stand up for? Um, joining us first, we got two guests this week. Tierra Monique, who'll be here in a second. And my man, Chinadu Unaka, who I originally met at the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. This had to be 2009. And uh, I don't know how long he had been doing comedy, man, but he did that serial joke and I fucking lost it. I was the last person to go in the whole competition, man, but dude really impressed me because the jokes were so smart. And uh, he just he just fucking, he, he knew how to get in front of that black ass Oakland crowd, but still be himself. Jennifer, what's up, man? What up, bro? I, man, I forgot about that competition. Did you forget about that joke? 
Nah, that because you know I, I hate that joke. You hate it. I used to love that back in '09. I think I loved that joke. Of course. But now, yeah. man, people are like yo, why don't you do the Apple Jacks? <laughs> yo, yo, this is my man who do the Apple Jacks, yo, right? Man, what's up with you? He do the you Apple Crisp. Do the, it's, it's, it's every Apple uh, like, type bro. of type of cereal except the one you actually did. It's I like re- the- I retired that joke. I, I put it on the album just for. People that always yeah. ask for, but I hate that joke. Was that your first? It was one uh, of my knockout. first jokes. That was the first one yeah, that, that one made first people one. go like, "Oh shit, do that one." So I used to love doing it, but then you know I get tired of my jokes quick, which is a blessing and a curse a little bit. Yeah, you know, as a comic, you know, uh, if you get tired of your jokes fast, you write new stuff a lot. Right. But if you get tired of it too, sometimes you don't really stretch it as long as you could have. You know, or really like yeah. some reality a comic gets on stage, they do the same ten minutes, same exact way, mm-hmm. but it's fire. It just jumps off their chest. I'm thinking of one comic specifically. Yeah, well, we probably <laughs> think of the same person. But <laughs> and you, they they say it with the same passion. Yeah. You know, whether it's one person or forty eight people or yeah. forty eight thousand people in the room, right? They even do the supposed ad lib part. Bruh, the same. Right, the crowd work just, part. The it's, crowd work it's part. The same. It's built into the material. But after like three years of doing the exact same, it's just ah, it's yeah. a, it's a lightning force. I'm just you know? like when cause, I can't. Cause, I would hate comedy if I just did the same exact thing every single time. I I couldn't because life changes so much. That too. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, and most most of my, I mean, when I started comedy. My first big joke was a joke called uh, Cut That Wheel about mm. uh, homeless people helping you park. And I I don't even know if I, I did. I put it on my first album because I, I was just like, this is a part of the, the yeah, whole. The story. The story, yeah, the walk, for sure. the journey. Yeah. Um, but as I was like warming up to the album, I, I was like, damn, I don't even know how to tell this joke anymore. Bro. It's the most basic <laughs> set up, act out, black crowd and, joke, and, but I just couldn't. And sometimes the crowd could see it on you. They're like, yeah, you don't like this joke. Yeah, you don't. You didn't, <laughs> this was, that joke was you simple. Know? And you, yeah. you paused a bunch of times. Facts, facts. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this was at the Bay Area where where, where I first where I first saw you. And then it's just been kind of like you know maybe in the same city sometimes. But yeah. uh, you remember yeah. homeboy that took off his shirt? I think. Oh no! The, the Jody C song and he took off his shirt. I don't remember. I must have. I must have been walking around right. smoking a black and mild or something. He takes off his shirt. It rips. Right. It's not even a joke. It's just he's just dancing. For some reason, he had a bunch of oil under his shirt already. <laughs> The, bro, first Mixed round, with the sweat. first round, he kills it, right? Yeah. All the comments like, "What is this?" Second round, the exact same thing. It bombed so bad, and it was just, it was like, he, wait, he did the same joke, the exact same thing, exact same set. It, he really had no jokes. It was just like silly stuff, and then, yeah. you know, the girls went crazy. First round, second round, exact same thing, and it was like a comedy crowd. The second yeah. round for some reason, and they were like, "This, this well, was it was six, so interesting." With sixteen in the first round, I think it was sixteen comics. Yeah, the inner, it's really a luck of. The draw because the energy can change from when the second comic went up and when the thirteenth went up. Sometimes good or bad. Yeah, it can start off like the crowd hot or it can start off the crowd low. Yeah, and I went sixty fourth. No, I went. I went sixty third. Insane Wayne went right before me. Oh, and yeah. for those who don't know, Insane Wayne, um, no, Insane Wayne went twelfth. He killed. He's he's a he's a um, paraplegic comedian he was in a wheelchair but he's from the bay he's a local favorite and he's funny as shit so yeah. he kills home court advantage i'm talking about motherfuckers standing up for it's a nigga funny. in a wheelchair right destroy yeah then a nigga who went after him this is this is already late in the show yeah the who went after him 
from Milwaukee, I ain't gonna say his name, bombed his nuts off. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> that was comedian bombs his nuts yeah. off. He's, he ain't doing he, comedy dude, still. He, he definitely not. He definitely listened to don't play no comedy, no boat. Yeah, man. That he, was his last day. You day know job, it. day job in it. It was a lot of people first and last time comedy, doing comedy. I feel like he bombs <laughs> that weekend. I, <laughs> I go up. I go up with my eight months of experience. And uh, I actually did cut that wheel. wasn't even ready yet, but it was like in that. It was in a stage where it wasn't. I didn't know how to set it up yet. It was still a joke where like I only focused on the punchline or tried to rush to get the people laughing. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't. One of the biggest lessons in comedy is being comfortable in silence. Yeah, where people you get you got to get motherfuckers listening. So when you're doing your setups, they're more patient with you. So when that punchline drop, right. they're like, oh, shit, that, that was worth waiting for. Facts. But I was just wait. I just assumed my shit, the punchline was so funny, I would just skip. And it was only three minutes, so I didn't even have time to set shit up. I didn't know how. Uh, uh, That's a long way of saying that I bombed and lost in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> but you went what? You went to the second and third? I think third round, yeah. Who lost? Who won they? Insane or Willie Lynch? That or? was, no, was that Willie Nate? Lynch here? No, no, no. That Nate was um, one of uh, those two. The guy who li- he lives out here. He has a. Uh, uh, it might have been Nate. Nate Jackson. Maybe. Nate, because but Nate was a judge. Okay. So like, it might have been BT. Know. One of those. Yeah, one of them. Uh, one of the comics who hosts something regularly in LA probably won. Yeah. That year. Um, how long have you been doing comedy then? And. Cause that was 2010. That was 2010. That was 2010. I started in late 08, and even okay. then, I was I was in college when I started. You know what I'm saying? Cause you already had like joke structure and joke form. Yeah, that was one thing with comedy. That's why I kind of like stuck with it. It was uh, writing came quick to me because I think I was writing poetry for a long time. Oh, so I understood okay. how words work and performing them. Right. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I perform every now and then. You know. Okay. Um, but then so like the 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 joke structure kind of came quick. And so a lot of times, even though I had like no stage presence yet, my jokes would hit. And that's how I survived. Because if I was just bombing left and right early, mm-hmm. I'd like, oh, bet I was just go right. teach college. You know right, 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 right. <laughs> I could just stick with the plan. You plan know? A. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like I was getting laughs like early on. So I was like, all right, bet. Let's just keep seeing where this leads, you know. Because I would say, even from watching, your style isn't a traditional black style. Right. Of comedy, of delivering the jokes. Yeah. It was. It's just. It's the writing first. Yeah. Right. So, did you struggle in black rooms at first? Um, well, I got lucky. So I started in in college, right? And so where's that? UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa. Okay. Right. And so it was like just a young crowd that I started in front of. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I got to LA, um, the first club that put me up was the Comedy Union, which is like a, a black club. Absolutely. And um, down on Pico. Yeah, down on Pico. And so I I struggled. A little bit because it was a different energy to it. Yeah, and like my style is very like nonchalant, very yeah. low key, and so I just had to figure out quickly. I would just like watch. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not gonna change my style, but I'll adjust to the room in terms of all right. Let me put my high, put my high energy jokes up front. Okay. Get get them liking me, and then from I realize once they like you, they down to they'll go wherever you want them to go. Right, the so pa- just, you get more and more patient. Yeah. as the funnier shit goes. Exactly, and sometimes too, like you'll have a comic with so much energy, you're following that. It just it's about being confident in yourself, giving it up to what just happened, mm-hmm. right? Acknowledging the elephant in the room, and then boom, just doing you and being okay with that. So, I've kind of, and it was a good thing too because it, it added energy to my style too, though. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to survive in these rooms, it actually made me a better performer 
trying to figure out this. So you would say you would actually watch other comedians and see how the crowd is. Yeah, I was just trying to, to see what, what they were responding to and like, um, what is this phenomenon of like not having punchlines but getting laughs? You know? <laughs> and so, oh, and sometimes because it would okay. just be like this a funny dude. Yeah, and he just have a lot of energy. And they fuck with him, you know. Yeah, that's how like, like cool. Him, yeah. Like man, if I if I I, I got the punchlines, if I could just get figure out some of this mm-hmm. and add that to what I do, you know, I should be good. And so, and if, you know, it's funny. Off stage, I'm actually like. If you like get around me, I'm a high energy dude, low key. Like in the right, right yeah. I'm super high energy in the right environment. You know, it was yeah. just about getting that comfort level on stage. Mm. Sometimes I was scared to perform, so I would just rely on the words. You got stage fright? Oh yeah, I mean early on for yeah. sure. You know, so I would just rely on the words. The words was my parachute. Okay. You know, and so I was just, just relying on the words. I wouldn't try to like do too much. Because you but, want them to hear what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. But once I got comfortable with myself on stage, just more person, just more comfortable with yourself, who you are as a person, um, I was, I'll find moments where I'm being like very goofy and things like that. And it would just add to it, you know? I, yeah. Did you have to ramp that up? Because you, uh, you host feature for Yvonne Orgy. Yeah. From uh from insecure yeah. and so like having to open from for her in front of a lot of West African crowds and mm-hmm. like some of them where uh, American ain't they first culture right like did you have to ramp up your energy level on stage or did you keep it like your same um, level tone because I because I've been hosting I mean in general when you're hosting you're coming to such a dry crowd right right they still got their they're day. The first voice you're the first exactly voice. they still got their day on their head etc so whether i'm hosting for her or just anybody really my hosting energy is a little different than performers energy i walk on mm. that i walk on with like when i walk on stage in my head i'm almost like mid set because the crowd's already warmed up okay. so i don't really worry about like trying to get them where i want them to be because it's easy to take them at this point yeah you, know? you coming in do your thing facts and they came for Yvonne, whatever. Yeah. I'm just getting y'all wet. Right. And so when I'm hosting, it's really about. <laughs> you just say it wrong. Yeah, I got you. Right. I'm just getting y'all wet. Yo, Wait, Yvonne, I'm about to put really... the microphone in there, pussy. Can I say pussy on this? That's how I know you really want to get your point yeah, off. I don't know if you could curse I be, on this. I be just sneaking certain things right, right, just right. to see if people pay attention. So, yeah, you come to just tickle the ass a little bit. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, 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 right. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, I, what I, just, I try I to do. I just feather it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a featherer host myself. That's a little pleasure chest reference. Okay. A lot of compliments. Uh, a lot of ball tickling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know that ball tickling energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a gentleman host myself. You know, consensual host. Consensual. <laughs> I asked him if they're ready to y'all have ready a good time. Ready for the show? If Are not, okay, ready? cool. <laughs> no problem. I don't, I need, let, I I'll need, come back out when you're ready. I need an explicit yes or no. I don't need a clap. I don't need a head nod. No, no clap. I, I need, need verbals. Don't. You ready for a show? It's paperwork yes. going around. It's like the exit row. Who's I ready need, to Sir, happen. I need a verbal yes. <laughs> yes sir, I, I, I did not hear you. I don't even be trying to do the this, the host thing. I, when I say I can't hear y'all, I literally need to hear. I need to hear. Are y'all ready to have a good time? Are y'all ready for your show? Complete. Is it okay if I talk about anything? <laughs> Everybody Thanks, put their phones away, right? Because yeah. that hey, I need my consent for that. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> but like when I'm hosting for her, with me, like if I'm not the headliner, right? When people come to see my show, then it's all good. But if I'm working with Yvonne or whoever I'm working with that night, and it's their show, and they invited me to go on the road with them, yeah, I'm trying. To, I have their show in mind, yeah. So I'm trying to do whatever I need to do to set them up to succeed, right? right? Because I know it's a selfless job. Facts. It's Be- a selfless. Yeah, job. she she likes to come out and to dance, and the crowd loves it. And so when I come out, I don't change who I am, but I do have what she wants to do in mind. So I come out with more energy than usual. Just start, start up front, and then I kind of get it to my set. Because I just, once I get it to my set, I'm good to go. But, like, up top, 
I get them going, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, get them ready. And then it's all, it's just, it's set up for her to come in and just, you know, make that field goal. So Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Yvonne. She, uh, yeah, Yvonne's dope. Let me open for at Caroline's. Yeah, man, that was a good. That was a that good was, weekend, bro. Was, was that the, the snowstorm weekend? I think it was. Like, I forgot. It, 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 it might have been. been. I know it was a last minute thing, and I was coming from Staten Island, so it took me forever to get there. Yeah, but it. it, it I know the weather was bad. It wasn't um, this like past December. It was like a year now almost. It, right? it, it was um last December. This last December, like 2018, not 2019. Not 2019. Okay, so yeah, that was a snowstorm it, weekend. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, bro. And it was like sold it, it was out like in the snowstorm. Yeah, bro. I mean, they was Yo, out there. She's night African Oprah, bro. They love Yo, her. They it Yo, they love Nigeria her, came out deep. Yeah, uh, and Just, she she runs a podcast with my good uh, my good homie homie Lovey, who I went to high school with. Oh, really? It was it was interesting because I get I get the West African treatment mm-hmm. because of my features and shit. Right. Like people assume that. And you're, is that where your family's from originally? Nigeria, yeah. And how long have you been here? I was born here. I was born, born in LA. Here. Yeah. But would you say you're culturally American or like do you feel like you lean towards your Nigerian roots? Um, I would say definitely both. Okay. Um, and y'all came straight to LA? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you're, you're Angelina all the way. Oh, all the way. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I was born in South Central. But I was raised in like Carson and Linwood, though. Okay. You know what I'm we left, by the time I was born, we left South Central. I was like five or six. Okay. But um, my uh, I'm the fourth child of five, so by the time I was born, shit, my older sister's damn near raising me. You know. Okay. She's doing chores and all types of stuff. So I'm a little bit more Americanized than you know maybe my, how my sister was raised, just because my parents been in the states for so long. You know, so a lot of the things and just how I maneuver. As it still has like you know that Nigerian flair to it, but mm-hmm. I'm very much you know a Nigerian American kid, you know. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. man! What's ah, LA been in the news hard? Matter of fact, our topics really have to do with. I mean, it's gonna be Kobe for a while, right? All day. And I assume Got the that Mamba. He, yeah, that's yeah. Just, repre- yeah. Oh, oh! I didn't even know it was Mikey Mamba. Yeah, man. Mikey, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. I sound like Charles. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. First of all, rest in peace to. First in peace to Kobe. Well, Kobe don't know shit about basketball. He don't know. Or be one of the best ever. You see, you got. I don't even. But the ball. He barely was playing basketball. He was playing football in basketball uniform. It was just all. <laughs> he he he. This his second career is better than his first career. He's, I would say he talks like he was a boxer. Right. <laughs> like he right. got in the heads. Right. Me. Like yeah, the uh, uh, Joel and yeah. Like how the hell did you get CTE playing basketball? <laughs> he's Chuck? not making. <laughs> he's not making the L- ball. Listen, I forgot what I was. What was I just saying? Uh, Kobe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kobe. Yeah. The man. I I think people are understanding that Kobe is different. Yeah. Like, you can't, it's unfortunate I gotta say this, but Kobe isn't like, even like other black dudes. And I'm seeing that in a response to his death, right? I've been living in LA about a year, and uh, he brought the city together. Yeah. Like, it was beyond, and without being like, that Michael Jordan Republicans wear sneakers too, and he wasn't like LeBron where he wore the shirt. He his his call for unity amongst people didn't feel sellout ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. Um, I think with Kobe, 
you know, with his death hurt a lot because a lot of people in Los Angeles feel like they grew up with him. Yeah. And he was a, he was one of the first dudes, if not the first one, to say, I want to be better than Mike. And out, out loud say it. Right. And just own it. And he took so much criticism. Um, you know, Kobe's one of the most highly critical or criticized athlete of our time. Like, yes, we loved Kobe and, and, and everybody, he got a lot of crap, too, on, yeah. on his way up. Because some people was trying to protect Jordan's legacy by bringing down his. And so, it was fresh. It yeah. was Jordan's, was Jordan's re, his his passing of the baton was was uh was fresh. So like mm-hmm. um it was still people like no, Jordan is still the the best ever. Even Kobe I think would admit that. Oh, for sure. Cuz he didn't get that he 6. He get the 6. If he had gotten that 6. He could have got 10, but what made Kobe so great was that he demanded the same from everyone. Okay. And it wasn't just like, oh, you got to do your best in practice like he was on that stuff with like diet and working out, and so a lot of cats was like, "Yo, fam, like fam, yeah, this it's just my job." Shooting left handers in your pajamas, like, yeah, and, and so, it wasn't just for show because he didn't start with social media, yeah, and he was doing it wasn't just he it was, was what he was. And when Shaq left because of their disputes, um, I think it was tough for Kobe to attract another player because his demand Shaq is so well loved so everybody knew Shaq and so I'm pretty sure he's telling oh. how what it's like to play with Kobe right so a lot of stars when they were free agents even though it's LA they weren't running to go play with Kobe until we did the trade for Paul Gasol for yeah. Marcus and that's it, how he got his two yeah a know? lot of brothers weren't trying to play with Kobe enter European star <laughs> Paul Gasol and it was a perfect fit yeah. though it was a perfect fit it was like fit. Pal and then rookies yeah. because Pippen ain't coming yeah and uh who T Mac ain't coming, yeah. so it had to be somebody who don't essentially, all due respect, no didn't know no better, right. and just was like, all right, we're just playing basketball. And, and Pal brought, you know, it even took Kobe on a bigger global level because he was born outside the states. I mean, outside the U.S. But then also, he, so he spoke multiple languages. He played soccer, right? But also, Pal Gasol was such a huge figure in Spain. Right. When he came on, then we had Sasha Vujicic. We had a lot of foreign players at that oh, time. Oh, Smush Parker, yeah, who from Inglewood. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? From, <laughs> from a, some black-ass neighborhood. Do you watch Star Wars? <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody named Smush. Oh, yeah, Smush is. He, he drink quarter waters. That's, 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 that's <laughs> inner city all over. Unless he changes his own name. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be right back uh, on Classic Black Dude. We got my man Chinadu yeah. Naka. Uh, we're talking L.A. We're talking basketball. We're talking Kobe. Taking a quick break on Classic Black Dude with your host, Clark Jones, a.k.a. Posh Strickland. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Teams. Now there are more ways to be a team with Microsoft Teams. Bring everyone together in a new virtual room. Collaborate live, building ideas on the same page. And see more of your team on screen at once. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams. What's up, everybody? I'm Graham Bunn. So excited to introduce you to Country Shine, where we're talking all things country music. That's right. And I'm Cameron Irwin, co-host and resident country girl at Tinseltown, here to welcome you to the family. Every Tuesday, we'll update you on the latest in country music, culture, and community. And on Fridays, I'll bring on country musicians and all the biggest names in the game. It's a gathering, and we want you here. You can listen to Country Shine with me, Graham Bunn, for free right here on Spotify. Yo, we back on Classic Black Dude. We got two beautiful motherfuckers in here now. Mm. Yeah, Clark and... Me and Tierra. <laughs> <laughs> Should've do beat me to the punchline. We was talking punchline. <laughs> then he gonna beat me to mine. Beat I was trying to, to set it up, make it beautiful. 
But then he took it. That's fine. L.A. <laughs> niggas can't trust him. Can't trust him. Oh, trust them L.A. LA. niggas. Yeah, I didn't like, it from LA, here. LA dudes. I've been working on my L.A. accent too. Oh, I just don't. I do my Michael B. No, Jordan. Chicago like, come on. I, Chicago is always gonna be there. Yeah. Like I'm. Chicago is just Mississippi with sidewalks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all of our grandmothers <laughs> came from the south. Yeah. So yeah. people from Chicago got the deep accent. But I, man, I fucking love L.A. That's what the T-shirt should say. You love LA. I love you this shit. You fucking love LA. I love this. I always shit. say when people are like, oh, you know, how do you like LA? I say it serves its purpose. So you don't love it? I think it serves its purpose. I What's think- its purpose? Its purpose is, you know, right now, career. Um, but by the grace of God.